Yeah, I felt an immediate sense of loss. I was like, damn, I should have like grabbed him and kissed him or something. Like, yeah, the movie like, moment. What no happened? No one <laughs> leaves Sayulita without kissing. No one's ever left Sayulita without kissing. What's wrong Until with you? Ray. I know. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Well, we always love a caller day. We do. Yes. And we have a lovely caller today. Indeed. She's relatively local. Her name is Ray. Ray, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Do you mind giving us your age and your city or region, whatever you're comfortable sharing, and your story, please? Sure. Um, so I am 29. I am based in New York City. Um, and my story begins at the end of last year in a little town called Sayulita, Mexico. Um, very bachelor in paradise. <laughs> I wasn't going to say, but yeah. <laughs> no, it, it actually kind of was. So um, the story begins at a co-work hostel in Sayulita, Mexico, where I was randomly assigned as a bunk buddy with the man in uh, in question in this in my story basically <laughs> so there starts my situationship um, which was a very cute like meet cute I guess so we kind of hit it off instantly I was immediately attracted to him but we're both kind of laid-back people so no one really made him like a move I guess the first few days we just hung out as a group so we'd go out with friends there's a lot of like eating salsa dancing staying up like exploring and it was a very brief amount of time that we actually were there together. Our trips just overlined there for about four days. Uh, so it was very short, but we stuffed a lot into those four days. Um, and I guess things started to take a turn when we went to a sunset hike with a group of friends. I was running super late because I forgot about it and he had everyone wait for me. And then we went up a mountain. I was very ill-equipped in my Birkenstock sandals for a mountain Ooh, hike. Um, and so the rest of the group went pretty quickly and he stayed behind kind of as I slid my ass down this mountain. Um, <laughs> and that should have kind of been my cue that maybe this guy's into me, but I don't know. I was a little oblivious at the time. Um, and, you know, we would go out, we would dance together, him and I, and flirt and whatever, but nothing really physical happened between us, which I greatly regretted after the <laughs> Oh, I hate that feeling. Wait, you mean till the very end? Or am I skipping too far ahead? No, like nothing, no, like nothing physical happened besides like dancing and flirting and stuff. Like we didn't kiss, we didn't, like nothing physical happened between yeah. us. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, I don't, I hope I'm not, I hope you didn't already mention this, but did you say how old he is? So <laughs> we haven't discussed our ages so we oh. don't know how old each other is. However, however, I have done my research. I am a Shandy. I've done my research. <laughs> I've asked questions here and there, and I've managed to kind of put together the age I think he is. So I'm 29, and I think he is a year older, maybe two, could be more. But around my, definitely older, but around my age. Mm. Okay. Um, early 30s. Okay. So, yeah. So anyway, hike, dancing, whatever. It was I don't know, really fun and great with him. And then the very last day that I was there, we stayed just the two of us on the beach chatting for four hours. We lost track of time and I had to rush and get my bus back. Um, I was going to Mexico City the next day. When I landed in Mexico City, I don't know what happened. I just felt very emotional. Like I felt a loss of something. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. just as I interacted with this man, started feeling like intuitively things I, I never really felt like 
oh, he's going to be important or something. Mm-hmm. And I would see him talking like we're in a group. So I'd see him talking to other girls or whatever. And I'm like, started getting these feelings of like jealousy, even though I just met this person and I'm not a jealous person at all. So it's just something like I've never, I don't know, love at first sight. I don't know if we believe in, or I don't know if I believe in. I don't like think it closest. has to be love at first sight to feel that. I've felt that before, that jealousy when you just meet someone, you're like really struck. Well, yeah, absolutely. And then and you're still sort of feeling it out. You're still yeah. trying to gauge if they're even interested in you. But the yeah. idea of them with someone else is Yeah, you're already not sold. Pleasant. And then you're suddenly like, why are you cheating on me? Yeah, yeah. In my mind, you're mine. <laughs> Stay here. Okay. So you're off to Mexico City and you feel this sense of loss immediately. Yeah, I felt an immediate sense of loss. I'm like, damn, I should have like grabbed him and kissed him or something. Like, Yeah, and the movie like, moment. What no happened? No one leaves <laughs> Sayulita without kissing. No one's ever left Sayulita without kissing. What's wrong Until with you? Until Ray. I know. I know. Uh, And the guy. I don't know. I just figured like, well, I don't know if I'll ever see him again. So let me just like message him. And I I sent him a really nice message being like, it was so wonderful meeting you. Like you're such a, like a high quality person, really connected with you. Any woman who ends up being with you will be so lucky. I really Mm. never thought I would like see him again. He responds to my surprise that he felt the exact same way and he wants to stay in touch and he'd make the effort to like come meet up with me again. We were like going on separate travels around the world. So like maybe we can cross paths and I agreed to that and ever since then we've been in touch almost every day for six months <laughs> wow that's romantic uh yeah I think I hope like text so, you just send like just throughout the day just updating each other kind of thing so yeah it's been you know at first it was just text and like photos of our travels and then it became getting to know each other more deeply talking about our our families, our upbringing, our individual stories as, as immigrants to our respective countries, because we both come from other countries. Um, and then like sending voice memos. We've even had a few really long phone calls, like, and we're planning on meeting in person. And that's sort of where my question comes in. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, How, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot. How flirty are these uh, text conversations? So I, not like they're flirty, but they're not like dick pic flirty. (laughs) 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 Just because I think like for me, I always, yeah, I always worry that things are like, especially at first I was like, I don't, I want to make sure this is not like fuck boy kind of vibe. And it definitely doesn't. Well, it definitely is not. I mean, he he would have made a move in Sayulita. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, four days in Sayulita, no fuck boys ever gotten out of Sayulita without (laughs) making a move. In history, that's yeah. Guinness record. No, it's level. actually really sweet, and yeah. I also find the little things you noticed about how he, you know, wait, made sure the group waited for you and hung back to yeah, yeah, be with you. Seems like a real gentleman. Stocks. Yeah, he really is. It's sweet. Okay, yeah. so it's now been six months. You talk all the time. I'm sure there's a lot, a lot um, of buildup. Yeah. Um, what's yeah. the question? So, so there's a couple of questions. I can kind of summarize it by we're, we're going to plan to meet. Obviously, we need to see each other again. Like this has to happen either yes. one way or another. We need to figure it out. Um, so we're, we're trying to plan another trip to meet up in Latin America again in August. However, at this point, I'm back in New York. He's in Ottawa, Canada, which is far. <gasps> yes. yes. That's so exciting. I just I like this guy even more now. I know. He's Canadian. I know. Okay. I love that. Um, which was another reason to call you guys about this, uh, your input on this. But basically my question being, do we wait, do we, do we wait and meet up again in Latin America for like another grand adventure this time with more buildup or do we look at 
this as like an opportunity to meet up even for a long weekend in one of our homes? Or is that putting too much pressure on us and meeting somewhere neutral makes more sense? Am I overthinking this Andy's face? (laughs) (laughs) You do look a little confused. I don't see how meeting in some like hot Latin country is more neutral than meeting in your hometown. That part I'm not quite getting. Do you want to elaborate? I assume it means like, do you want to go to each other's place having only known each other in person for four days, that kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. So I'm not sure if it would be weird to have him, for example, come to New York and then he's seeing my place and he's seeing how I live. And it's like kind of a lot of. It is a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot considering you've never even kissed. Like it's very possible one of you could fly to the other. You spend you you schedule a week and then you find out that there's well, no actual chemistry. What I was going to say is you always want to get that kissing out of the way first. I, I know I'm not. <laughs> you know, look, I'm just, I don't want to. I don't want to say I told you so because I didn't <laughs> tell you so. But uh, yeah, that's that's an issue. Uh, what if that first kiss is terrible? Yeah, I. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Put a wet blanket on this. Seriously. Six months of work. Yeah. We can, I, well, we can work on it. I don't know. No, no, you yeah, can yeah. work on it. You can work yeah, on it. Yeah, our it's first true. kiss wasn't good. Our first kiss wasn't good. No. Our second one wasn't good either. Yeah, it took time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, and you said there were multiple questions. Are there any others other than just I guess, that? Just, I guess the second question being how, you know, obviously there's a good connection and all this, and I guess how realistic do I need to be if we have separate citizenships, separate, like, I mean, obviously you guys are Canadian and American, so you make it, it's not impossible, but I guess I need like, I don't know, my head's kind of in the clouds. I'm definitely a dreamer. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe I like, are there red flags here that I'm not seeing that I need to be kind of brought down to reality Okay. or, you know, I don't know, over the complications of what could, what's realistic of our future. Okay, so so for me, what's interesting is you call yourself a dreamer, but I actually find your questions to be extremely level-headed, bordering a little on potentially overthinking. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. agree with me, Andy? Yeah, I think you should just sort of let this go Especially where Especially the second one, because the second one is like, there, there's too many variables. You haven't even kissed the guy, and people have made way more difficult situations work than duels you know than being a canadian and american like your neighbors and people have made far harder things work than that I mean, you can drive i've done <laughs> i've done it in seven yeah. and a half hours yeah yeah, yeah. we've done that actual yeah, drive minimal many speeding times. seven yeah, yeah. and a half hours yeah so i feel like question number two is kind of moot at this point you can totally make it work and maybe you'll find that when you even get to that bridge, you'll be like, I actually don't want to cross it anyway. You know, this, yeah. to be honest, it's far more likely than not that you won't want to, you know, just the way human compatibility is. I do think you have an interesting um, story that could be very special, but, you know, there's a whole facet of your relationship that you have not explored at all. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. I mean, also, let's let's talk logistically. Canada is pretty much, uh, Ottawa is like an extended East Coast of America. I mean, there's no uh, ocean. You can drive right over there. The border is a joke. Okay, you could say <laughs> the border is not a joke. And you could say that America is an extension of Canada. Canada is the larger country after all. Oh, oh, I see, where you're, I see where you're going with this. Yes, Canada is better than America. We, we agreed on that okay. a long time ago. But I don't think there's a real meaningful chasm between mm. Canada and America. It would be different if you told me he lives in Australia 
then there's a real discussion to be had. Mm-hmm. But Canada's very minimally international. Especially on the same coast. In, in almost every way, yeah. yeah. So forget about that. Don't even think about that for now. But as far as the first thing, I think that you guys, if you take the, the fact that he didn't even try to make a move on you in Sayulita <laughs> for four days of, of slow, close dancing. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. How did that happen? I, just, I still don't understand that. But well, salsa is fast, but yeah. <laughs> I, it's Yeah, but there, you know, you cross paths here and there. So number one, he's a gentleman. Number two, you've had six months of nonstop conversation. You're basically dating. <laughs> right? I mean, that's in the old days, like a hundred years ago, you'd be like almost married at this point. I Sorry, I have to ask another question before we resume this. Do you ever talk about your connection in a romantic way? You say it's flirty, but is it mostly this thing that you allude to? Or is it really like, I want to see you. I want to, how direct well, are you? We've definitely said like, oh, I want, I want to see you. I've even said like, I want to see you before we meet again. And like, before we take another trip, like I've definitely been, we've both been trying to see how we can logistically make that work for the coming weeks. Um, and the flirting. Yeah. I mean, it's, like sending like sweet dreams and like, be- like calling like beautiful or handsome or whatever, like little like, it's, yeah, it's, okay, okay. It's, so- it's flirting, but not, I guess we're not, it's not like super hot, like. It's not <laughs> like, like TikTok flirting. Yeah, it's also, you know what it sounds to me is very un-American. Very un-American. Yeah. In a good we're way. Both, we're both not, um, I mean, I am now, but we're both not American. So, yeah. 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 It's a very classy courtship. Seriously, very low yeah, key. Yeah, good, good, solid buildup. I like yeah. it. I, I personally think he should come to New York and you should have a, a weekend together. That's Wait, what so what you're saying is you think that he should come and stay at her apartment? I do. do oh, you- don't, don't, you don't, you could look, if you're comfortable with that, you can invite him, say like, you, you know, you can stay at my place or you can just bring it up and let, put it in his court, makes it a little awkward for him and see how he reacts. Maybe he's okay. like, oh, so can I stay at your place? Or maybe he'll be like, oh, great. I know a good hotel. It's right near your neighborhood. And then you'll be like, oh my God, it's too gentlemanly. I can't <laughs> handle this much. anymore. It's too much. <laughs> so you would, you would be happy to have him at your place. You're not worried that he's like, yeah, you know, do you, how do you Bundy. feel from like no, a safety I mean, standpoint? I just start stressing about like, I have to organize a bit and present myself real good. Okay. But, well, that's, that's, <laughs> but, uh, if no, that's your just, biggest concern, you're fine. It's a studio. So I don't have roommates, so I don't have to ask anyone. I can do what I want. I mean, I guess the other thing is like, it's, maybe pulling off the bandaid like if he doesn't vibe with new york and i live here and you know yeah, if, if i, that's, if that's I plan it. to continue living here it's a good way to sort of what, what i'm what i'm getting at is that if you do another latin american you know siesta it's not going to be a real place not real it's going to be fantasy yeah. it's going to be like bachelor in paradise level mm-hmm. you know like dancing all the time everything's fun and romantic that's that's not what you want you want to see how it works in actual life I agree. I think that the problem with with I, I mean, I love the idea of you guys going to Latin America and like doing after, a trip together after. But I really feel like that's kind of jumping the gun and putting that's sort of like it's putting a lot of pressure on in a different way. And I guess it really comes down to how safe you feel. And I'm sure there will be people who are like, oh, she's a young woman like you know, safety first. You don't really know this guy that well. But I'm also going to draw from 
countless experiences I've had and friends have had. And I know like the right answer is he should stay in a hotel nearby for safety's sake. Mm. But I'm going to be honest, most of the time the person would have them stay. Like a lot of people meet a guy or a girl that night. Well, I guess usually a guy was a guy's the guy, you know, the threatening one usually. But you meet a guy that night Mm -hmm. and sometimes you go home with him that night. But you've been talking with this guy for six months. You know each other very well. You know that he didn't even try to kiss you. I don't think there should be a fear element here. There has to be some level of risk reward in life. And I think the tiny, tiny, tiny risk you should take is to have him over to your city and potentially your place. And I do think because of how reticent he is to make a move of any kind, I think it kind of in a way is in your court because you want this and I know he wants it to say, you know what, just come over here. Has he invited you to his place? No, but mostly because right now he, so he works a remote job. And so his family's based in Ottawa, but he doesn't have his own place. Otherwise I feel like he would have. But his job is fully remote and he travels a lot for work. So he lives with his parents. I mean, I think it's a relatively new like COVID thing. Yeah. yeah. No, it's not. I'm not judging. I'm just just from a logistical standpoint. From what I understand, he hasn't held on to a place during his travels because he's just always picking up the go around. um, Okay. The globe. So, okay. In that case, as long as you feel safe and you feel like you really trust him, again, the. The correct answer is he gets a hotel yeah. room nearby. But if I'm just going to speak honestly about every time a girlfriend has done something like this or a guy friend or uh, even me in the past, I'm going to be honest. Uh, we shacked yeah, up. I don't think that's but- the, I don't think I don't think that's the correct answer. No. I, I don't think so. I think it's weird. I think that's awkward. I, I don't to know invite the guy to your city kissed. and then and then basically make him get a hotel room after they've been talking for six months. Yeah, I, yeah. You're, you're, you've got a point. Yeah. I'm just trying to cover all bases here because I can. And it'll even reinforce more. Like he's going to be like, oh, now I don't, I can never make the first move. I don't know where I stand. I do wonder why he didn't make a move before. I, it is really gentlemanly. He's just a very, you know, he's, he's maybe he's shy. Maybe he's just not an aggressive guy. Do you feel comfortable sharing what country he's from? He's originally from Peru. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's very cool. Okay. I don't know enough. <laughs> but about he is like, I think it's a shy and like gentle soul. He, yeah, I think he's not like full of swag. He, he's yeah. not a, like, he's, yeah. Um, I'm telling you, invite this guy over to New York City and bring him, him into the, your place. Show him the town and make this happen. Yeah. And I feel like that is kind of necessary, to be honest, because like before you start planning more larger scale trips, you need the information at this mm-hmm. point. There will come a point where it needs to come to a head and you need to figure out whether this is platonic or not. Yeah. And the and, ages too. Like that's kind of important if there's any sort of future to figure out like what we both want and also what point we're in in our lives, which we haven't gone into yet. So mm-hmm. no time like being in person yeah. to figure that out. <laughs> Yep. Like, are we saying anything that's shocking? I feel like this is such an easy one. I almost sort of feel like <laughs> caught off guard. <laughs> Do you? Oh, no. It's like, yeah, no, it's I mean, I guess for me, since I'm the one living it, I, I wasn't sure if it was something where Andy would come in with his like realism and be like, 
Yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> but I don't know about what. What? What? I what would I not know? The situation in general. I don't know. I like this situation. Yeah, it's very cute. Andy's actually v- v- romantic. He's more of the romantic in our relationship. This is delightful. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I, feel- I have no look. I like both fast moves and slow moves. They're both good with me. It, this guy just doesn't move fast, and I think you have to take the lead a little bit, yeah. and that's why I'm giving. We're both giving you this advice, but I have no issue with this. I think it's just a delightful it's a storybook. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a, at least you probably should have kissed him, but what are you going to do? I should have. Yeah, do? but if it does work out, then what a beautiful story. They don't. They can savor absolutely even more so. Yeah. You tell your grandkids we didn't kiss for six months <laughs> in that accent. You got to tell them that accent always. Yeah. Is this one to us I, from outside parties? I know it's different when you're living it, but to us, this is, I don't see red flags. No brainer. I'm actually, I'm eating, I'm getting my popcorn ready. I want to know what happens yeah. on this visit. Yeah. I think this is just going to come down to in-person chemistry. And I know there was chemistry, but it's a not to, not to add a sour note to this, but you just never know someone who you think it's going to be great chemistry with. And I'm sure oh, yeah. you're, you're 29. Yeah. You, you know, oh, by you, now. you never know. You yeah. never know. But when you, when that does happen, boy, is that good? When you, when you, yeah. I mean, when it come, when the physical comes after the other stuff, oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah so, that. so good luck. To, uh, and I, and I have to press on you. Do not let that sun fully set without kissing him. Even oh, if you sure. have, even if you have to j- literally grab his neck. And you think drag first move him. on me, like kiss wise? For, is first move on me asking him to come to New York or is first move no. on me? No, you have to, you have to make sure you kiss him before that, before it's dark. Like before, Wait, before be- the trip before is the over. sun rises Wait, before <laughs> on the, the first day. No. Yes. Yes. No. Absolutely. That's silly. No, it's not. It's going to get really awkward the next day. Every second, all they're going to be thinking about is, oh, we haven't kissed yet. No, it, they won't. They've been talking for six months. Don't listen to Charlene. No, this is a, you I'm have to, right about before this. Before the sun rises on the right. second day, you must no, kiss. No. Absolutely. <laughs> You're making this sound like a Disney movie where one of them turns into a pumpkin. It is going to turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> it's been long enough. It's not going to be cute anymore after the first night. you got to make uh, it happen the first night. I disagree. Night. I disagree. Nah. Sorry. I disagree with him. Let it happen when All it right, feels right. Fine. When Just one of them makes a move. listen to Charlene if you want. <laughs> Okay, Ray, do you have any other questions for us? I guess if if I do make that first move and I do, you know, kiss him and grab him and whatever, does that sort of set up a trajectory of like... No. No, because I'm thinking he is so gentlemanly and he is sort of laid back and... I almost want to see if he can get himself out of that, but I guess I need to also be the one to pull him out of that. So it's not um, like whoever makes the first move is like now it's no, in the cards no, no, for no, the rest no, of the relationship. No, that's you'll that. I feel no. a little differently no, from no, you no, on no. this. It's funny. You feel it has to happen right away and that she should do it. I actually think that it should happen when it feels right and hopefully he does it. Okay, so yeah. let's say let's say he stays two nights in the city. First night doesn't happen. Now it's all on that second night. Doesn't happen. Yeah, but, okay, he leaves. But frankly, then it's crazy time. frankly, if he comes for two nights, you have a whole day together. Those two nights, you're staying in the same place, and he doesn't make a move. That I only have one bed, so <laughs> he's <laughs> trapped. He's forced to make even, a move. Do you have like, a place for him to to like a sofa? No, nothing. He's only, he literally has, if he doesn't have sex with her, he won't be able to sleep No, I hate, I hate feeling, as a woman, I hate feeling like you don't have an option. 
You know what I mean? Like if it's an air mattress. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have an air mattress. Okay, so he's invited to stay at your place. He sleeps on the air mattress. Obviously, if things feel right, then you can move to the bed together. But I just think you need to have that option. I hate that feeling of I used being to like, always... oh, we're stuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like as a woman, you're stuck sleeping in the same bed and there's a sort of like expectation that comes with it. That actually once happened to me. I had a male singer friend stay with me as a friend in Germany. And he made a move on me in the bed. Mm. The air mattress is your friend. Just to have as a, it's an insurance policy. Yeah. Okay. Unless we get the kiss out of the way and the kiss is amazing. And then it's like straight to the bed. (laughs) Can I be honest with you? Uh, My personal feeling is I would get the kiss out of the way the second you see each other. That's my my personal God. Right. The second you said no words, I'd say no words, just lock eyes. Bang. He's showing what a romantic he is. You- that is romantic. I love it. It's been romantic. I- it's six months of romance. You can do anything you want. They can have sex without talking when they meet. <laughs> that would be. That would also be romantic. <laughs> okay. I don't really think it totally matters how it plays out. For me, it's oh, about the man. information. Get all of this over with. ASAP. I'm sure you've had some degree of blinders on for him for the last six months. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm still in New York. I'm still going on dates. I'm still meeting people. But he just sort of blew me away. So it's hard. Like in the back of your head, you always have this person. And he's just so different from anyone that I've met. I'm telling you, it's like it, it's 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 one of these things. You did you ever see a was it Annie Hall? It's from Woody Allen movie where he's like they're on a date and he awkwardly says, can I kiss you now? Because I know it's going to be later. We're going to have this awkward moment where we don't know if we're going to kiss or not. So we get out of the way. We can have dinner, digest our food and be happy. And they just, he's like, they kiss. It's totally unromantic. And it's like, okay, good. Now let's go eat. That's the way I feel about this. It's like, you should get it out of the way because it's been building too long. That's my feeling. It will, it will make you both so much more comfortable and so much more yourselves. You'll be able to actually enjoy each other without that specter of this thing that hasn't happened yet, which probably should have happened a long time ago. No, I so disagree because this is about savoring, fleeting, once in a lifetime moments. They should savor this. Let it happen when it's right. Let it happen organically. And it'll be all the more magical. Like, I'm telling you, that's a disappointing first kiss. The one that happens is like, okay, let's get it over with. What if this guy doesn't organically kiss? What if he needs to be cajoled? That's something that she should learn and decide whether or not it makes him unattractive, actually. Okay, I think we've gotten off topic. The point is, (laughs) is you should invite the guy to the city. And yeah. that's it. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, it, it's, it's tantalizing. Like I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat. Enjoy this. This is, exa- I was about to say, this is a once in a lifetime setup. Mm-hmm. So don't screw it Not up. Not to say that if it doesn't pay off, that it's a waste. Cause even the anticipation, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. Let's say you don't have that connection. That doesn't mean that these last six months were pointless. Yeah. But sometimes the destination is really nice and you want to just, you want to get there and actually see <laughs> okay, it. Okay. 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 Stop. <laughs> Ray, do you have any other questions? That was it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling in. And please, please keep us updated. Will do. Thanks for calling. Bye. Bye. Well, that one was short and easy. I love easy ones. Easy. That one was easier than I thought it was going to be based on the email, actually. I thought there was going to be more More weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. Unless she was keeping something from us, but she was like, no, he just seems great. And it's like, no, there, this was like, if this was a Disney question, yeah, this was just a (laughs) bring him down to the big apple and make it happen. Or she could go stay in a hotel in Ottawa 
A mwah. hotel in Ottawa would be cheaper than a hotel in New York. Mwah, mwah. She could. Why is that a mwah mwah? I mean, come on. I, I love Ottawa. But New York City versus Ottawa the weekend? Come on. It's, no? I d- oh, well, it depends what you're looking for. I agree. For me, a weekend in Ottawa is better than a weekend in New York City. For me. But I've been here for many decades. <laughs> I do think that it is more, more gentlemanly for him to come to her Definitely. but it is you know it is her space it's her apartment i just want her to feel comfortable come on six months yeah but you never know six months You're, every okay, day you are speaking with the ease that comes with being a man okay you are but i'm also speaking with the ease of knowing that she's w- with a man who wouldn't make a move for four that's days true. Inside Alita. that's true and that's why i'm as okay with all this as i am because normally yeah. i'd be a little more like how well do you know this guy but in this case it really does seem like he wouldn't he's put her. too gentlemanly <laughs> he's almost so gentlemanly that i'm concerned for that reason alone wait like you think it's fake it's like one of those things where like some guy like you know commits some terrible crime like oh he was always so quiet never never minded his own business that is such a dark andy place to take this (laughs) but that's not where i'm taking it i'm I'm making a joke i'm saying he's so gentlemanly that that's the only way i could see it being a problem is that it's like oh that was the problem that was the red flag is that he was too nice Mm. you just never know people for sure telling you walk up to that door no talking straight to make out that's how it's done six months every day gotta go right in i say savor it it's been savored no it hasn't been savored because they haven't been in person okay so fine hang out for like 15 minutes and then make out no okay well we disagree on the execution but we agree overall that this needs to come to a head has to yes well andy we are now joined by another caller we sure are and this caller is very special he has a organ between his legs (laughs) which is very uncommon uncommon in these parts when it comes to caller episodes yes james thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me so do you mind giving us your age your region your city whatever you're comfortable sharing and your story please sure absolutely uh so my age is 31 i live in brooklyn new york the story kind of stems from a relationship that i was in about three years ago that ended at the end of the pandemic or at the start of the pandemic that relationship, you know, early on when we were initially getting to know each other, we were kind of discussing our history, dating history, past, things like that. And eventually, you know, the conversation started to turn towards, you know, what's the number of people generally that you've slept with, uh, as it sometimes does. Um, so uh, at the time, you know, my perspective on that question had just been that, you know, I'm not an overly jealous person, but I just don't really need to know. You know, I view it as people come into the relationship, you know, and their past is their past. And I don't have any shame about it, but, you know, it's not something that's important to me. And at the time she agreed, neither of us divulged it at that time. And, you know, we went along and dated for another two years after that. And so at the end of the relationship, though, it was kind of breaking down for, you know, a variety of reasons and not any one big thing, but just kind of a relationship coming to a close. But one of the things that, you know, we kept coming back to was she was very, she latched on to, you know, what my number was. And when I eventually, you know, kind of divulged it after some pressuring from her, she said that it changed the way she saw me and it became kind of a recurring issue. Um, I don't think the number is insane, uh, but uh, it bothered her. It changed, she said it changed the way she saw her, saw me. Uh, and so my question for you two was just, you know, I'm starting to date again, you know, after the pandemic and 
while I'm not ashamed of, you know, my past and I recognize that that was her reaction, it has been something because the way she so like kind of viscerally reacted that has stuck with me. And so um, I'm wondering, you know, how you approach that conversation in a new relationship, if at all, uh, and what the best way to do, go about that is. <sighs> lie, lie, lie. <laughs> yeah, Andy's joking, obviously. Well, it's like when you go to the when you go to the doctor and he's like, "How many drinks do you have a week?" You always cut it in half, right? <laughs> That's what I would recommend. Anyway, no, all jokes aside, I have to know first what was the number. <laughs> no, I got to know the number. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm, I need to know. He, okay, he doesn't have to share. I'm a if he doctor. Doesn't, okay. I need to he doesn't know. have this to share. You don't have to Does share it? it if you don't want. You to. don't have to share it, but if you don't, I don't have all the tools I need. Yeah, no, for a proper diagnosis, I understand. Uh, no. So I don't know the specific number, but it is. It was. It is in the higher twenties. <laughs> Get out of my office. No. Um, higher twenties. Yeah. Higher twenties. You're 31, living in Brooklyn, and she said it made her see you differently. Okay, just well, at the well, time uh, I was living in Chicago. If that's relevant, I was also <laughs> three years younger. So okay, I have <laughs> Is a lot the of bone ratio lower yeah. in Chicago than yours. <laughs> I don't know. I just okay. I I there's yeah. I, I'm I almost speechless. Yeah. I think I'm speechless. It okay. I want to backtrack a bit. I'm gonna let Andy come up with. His diagnosis. Mm. I know you're thinking about it. Clean but just, bill of health. I just want a little more clarity on when it came up again. Like, was it two years in, two and a half years in? Like, how close to the end of the relationship were things already starting to spiral downwards? Did it feel like she was using it as, you know, some sort of catalyst, like this, some weapon to use against you, that kind of thing? Yeah. So the initial conversation when we initially kind of talked about it and then decided not to exchange that information happened within probably the first, I want to say within the first like four months of the relationship. So pretty early on, like first three to four months of the relationship after it had become like an official relationship. And then it started to become an issue kind of like you said, towards the, towards the very end, I would say there were kind of, we were, it was, we were in the stage of the relationship where you're kind of having endless fights sometimes about different stuff. And, but this became kind of the predominant fight was her, you know, pushing to know what that number was. Um, and because to shame, she felt that it was important. Well, th this is what I'm so curious about. Like, what number would she have been having? Well, 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 yeah, but also she, you were having fights about the number, but she didn't know what the number was. You just right. wouldn't tell her yeah. the number. Did you give her well, a ballpark would, yeah. of the number? So I was kind of taken off guard. I didn't give her a ballpark at first. The conversation largely became, you know, I want to understand why this is important to you. You know, I thought we had this discussion early on that you know it wasn't really important, you know, what either of our past were in that sense, which, you know, I think became catnip for her to be like, oh, he's hiding something. Mm -hmm. And listen, I don't want to, this is one issue within a larger relationship. I don't want to like exalt myself of any issues that might've caused the relationship to start to break down, but this would became kind of the predominant issue. And I didn't really know the way out of it until I finally just divulged it. And then it became, you know, kind of a source of like and, shame in the relationship. Just so I know, what what approximately how many? Uh, forgive me if I missed this, but how many months in did you divulge? This was after three years of being together. Yeah, he avoided it. For the yeah. first three, three years. years. Yeah, it's. I find yeah. it very interesting that. Okay, and I know the question is not what happened in that relationship, but more so what you should right. do moving forward. So forgive us as we are going to. I think just focus on this for a minute before we get to part two. But it makes me wonder what 
number would have made. Yeah. What's the number? Is there a threshold? Yeah, exactly. Especially since like, and I know like a number is just a number and you, you could argue that that's a high number or a low number, whatever you could make a case for really all of the above, but it's not, it's not a crazy number. It's not like you're 21. You know what I mean? I think you should be able to be honest and that your partner should first and foremost not shame you. The fact that you're, you know, you're calling it a podcast and you're a shandy and we love that, but it's just so absurd. That's it, not a crazy number. No, no, that's established. But what I think the mistake you made was, was not getting that out of the way right up front because it's not a number that should be something like you created, I think, and I'm not putting this on you. It's all her fault. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's absurd. But, but you Maybe may have- this specific part. This, this is a, a microcosm within the microcosm. I mean, and, and for all I know, you were a terrible boyfriend and she should have left you for a million other reasons, but we're not discussing those right now. I'm going to assume you were an angel, except for your horrific sexual past. And I, I, I'm going to tell you this. What you should have done is tell her right out of the gate, like the first conversation, be like, oh, it's 27 or whatever. It's around, or you should, yeah, as a matter of fact, just forewarning in the future, make it an exact number because, you yeah. know, there's some solidarity there. Women don't want to think of themselves. Like, I may have known that person who you don't know whether it was 27 or 28 or 26. <laughs> Got to be careful about that. Exact number is very important, even though you don't know the exact yeah. number, which is admirable. Congratulations for not knowing the exact number. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, my point is, is if you got it out of the way early, this would have avoided a long term issue. You would have, she would have immediately. What, okay, hold no, on no, a second. No, I'm just listening. She would have immediately had her reaction and you would have shortened the, this this phase of her slowly, you know, boiling about this. But you also may have, you know, been able to smooth it out early on and fix the relationship. I don't know. All I know is. You shouldn't be ashamed of that number. And even if the number was way higher, just get out of the way first. Just tell her. Okay. She shouldn't be upset. If you're with, this is you. You're, you are the person mm-hmm. who did this. It is part of you. Mm-hmm. You chose to do this for better or worse. You chose to sleep with a, a, you know, a fair number of women. And that's part of you. And she should know all the parts of you and accept all the parts of you. And if there are parts of you she doesn't like, those are just parts of the package that she has to accept. And that should be gotten out of the way first and she should accept it. If it's the only thing about you she wasn't happy about was how many people you slept with, there's a problem with her. It has nothing to do with you. If your number was 10,000, I would say maybe, maybe, yeah, that's something that she could be upset about for sure. Okay. So the only slight issue I have with what you've said here is that, you know, he should have been honest up front because I think you, you know, if they both agreed upon it from the onset, we don't really care to know. We're going to, you know, your past is your past. I don't want to really be jealous that way. Yeah. Like they agreed on this. And so like, I agree it could have brought this to the surface sooner, but they did date for over three years. It's not like this was some meaningless relationship. And I'm sure you have, you know, you learned a lot from it and it shaped who you are and who you will be dating moving forward and all that stuff. So I I guess I'm, I'm frustrated because I think that there are pretty much two ways to go about answering your question or there's there's option A and option B. And the first being you do exactly what you did, which is agree to not share it or B, you Tell you do what Andy said and just you're honest up front with an exact number. And I if pressed, 
you don't just offer it. You're like, hey, by the way, oh, you know, just, even though we're not discussing it, I slept with 27 people. <laughs> that, that goes without saying, I'd like okay. to think. But for me, if we are going to tie it into your past relationship, James, it makes me think that she was just... She was looking for anything. Yeah, but you could have you could have saved yourself trouble by knowing yourself that you're dealing with someone who's judging you that badly mm. for such a thing. So you could have exited earlier and saved yourself a couple of years relationship, maybe. And I'm not saying maybe you guys didn't have a beautiful time here and there, but this is a problem. Like this was part of you. This is nothing to be ashamed of unless you were in some Puritan society, like you were in a very religious community and maybe, you know, that would be looked down upon, which you weren't. Okay. So- you could have said, you know what? I don't want to be with someone who judges me and doesn't accept me for something that I'm not ashamed of. I only doubt that she would have reacted the same way at the beginning of the relationship. Yeah, well, that's- well, that yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is just that I, I guess I thought that if it was that important to her, I mean, listen, there may be some people where that is, you know, a deal breaker, and it's something that you know they want to be with somebody who has the same views on you know sex and sexuality that they do, and that's fine, but. It was more so that it wasn't raised early on and we were allowed to proceed down this road of thinking that we had agreed to not discuss it. And that was, and that's what leads me to believe that Charlene's probably right, that it may not have been absolved at the beginning. Yeah, this is such a hindsight is 2020 thing. Like she is acting like it changes the way she sees you. But in the early stages of a relationship, when she's all excited about you, would she really not embark on a real, you know, that you were together for a while, would she really just throw you in the trash because of that and that alone? I, I find that hard to believe. Anyway, I guess this is my way of saying that rather frustratingly, I don't know if there's a clear answer to your question. I think that it's A or B, which I said before, and that you chose A out of two options. Both options are correct. And you kind of got screwed. She weaponized it. Weaponized it. <laughs> she weaponized it against you, probably stacking it up with a bunch of other evidence as to why you're X, Y, Z, a bunch of unfavorable adjectives. Were there other major problems in the relationship? I mean, there, there's like the little things that like, you know, add up over time and slowly break down a relationship. It wasn't like any major thing like infidelity or, you know, something huge like that that broke it down. It was, I would just say that, you know, over the course of time, it, you know, trust and like connection started to break down towards the end. When you had the conversation where you did disclose your number, again, this is well into the relationship. Did she do the same? No. Well, I didn't ask her. It wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I don't care. So it didn't, it didn't matter to me. And so I didn't ask her. She didn't volunteer it. So I have no idea what her number was. So it's interesting that you, after three years, felt the same way about it that you did in the beginning. And apparently she didn't actually feel no. that way. She probably was just trying to be easygoing about it. <sighs> I don't know if there's anything else to add. How, what's I want to know, if as a 31-year-old, you're a good-looking guy living in Brooklyn with everything opening back up, how, do you, how are you enjoying things? <laughs> uh, I'm really enjoying it. But, you know, it, this was just something he's like, where... He's like, I'm up, I'm up to 47 now. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. Uh, <laughs> no, I really like Brooklyn uh, and living in the city. But no, it was just something where, you know, as I'm starting to date again, you don't, you realize some of the hangups that you had from previous relationships, right? And so this was something where it was such a back, a drawn out back and forth for so long. It became such an issue that like, you almost start to think like, maybe this is something that's wrong. You know what I mean? Because you're in kind of the fire of that relationship. And so I didn't realize until I kind of started to put myself out there and start to date again that, you know, I would have these thoughts of, 
oh God, is this something I should be you know, ashamed to talk about? Or how do I talk about this? Or should I head this off at the pass or anything mm-hmm. like that? Just because it was such a huge issue that kind of led to the collapse of that relationship. For what it's worth, I do think to like to go back to what Andy thought, which was option B, which is to give the exact number. I do agree with you that it is a good way of parsing who can handle it mm-hmm. and who, you know, feels similarly. Andy, we had that conversation early yeah. in our relationship and we told each other the exact numbers. I would later learn that you had downplayed your number. <laughs> I don't need to preach. I mean, I don't need to practice what I preach. <laughs> I do need to preach. <laughs> but suffice to say, it was a high number. The, the number he gave me was still a high number. And it was higher than I expected, but I did still expect it to be high. And my perspective on that, at least when I met him at age 29, was I, I'm looking for something serious. I, I want to meet someone. I want something long term out of this. And I want to know that the person that I'm with has no ifs, ands, or buts, like is not wondering what's around the corner, that they have lived their life, their single day life, single day's life, I guess, and have sowed the oats and in general don't have any regrets in that department. And so that's my perspective on it. And maybe if he hadn't told me that up front and I don't know, maybe if I were different and you had told me that up front, then you would have known that I wasn't for you. So honesty usually is the best policy, but I thought I thought you did pretty well in your case, too, you know, to agree to just not share. I, I guess this is my way of saying that there's no real answer to this question. I'll yeah. stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> you talk. No, I, I think that the more your partner knows about you, the less you have to worry about secrets. You have the less the, the more comfort there is in the relationship. And the, the thing is, the number that the reason I asked you the numbers was it's not a number that you need to worry about. Like, as I said, unless you're in some sort of very puritanical religious community, that's not a number that should shock a partner who loves you for you. Mm-hmm. And it's part of you. And you should reveal that without whether it comes up in conversation or you bring up the topic and you just offer it up. It doesn't matter. If you find someone who you want to be with potentially for the rest of your life, that's not something that should be hidden. Just tell them. If they ask, tell them the number. If the number was like 200... <laughs> <laughs> and look, you're in Brooklyn, as you know, you're a good looking guy in Brooklyn. You're young, it's a sliding you got, scale. You got, there, yeah, this, this isn't a one really answer is. fits all. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you might want to, uh, <laughs> I want to think about that. Yeah, maybe. It is a sliding scale. That's exactly it what it is. Yeah. 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 Anyway. yeah start at 50, maybe. And slowly work your way up. <laughs> Check back in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember, I told you I slept with fifty women. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do. Generally, not not to sound idealistic, I think the right girl slash girls will. Oh, sorry, women. Pardon me. Hmm. Will see it if anything is a good thing. It means that you probably know what you're doing. Well, well that and- was the second chapter of my my oh, <laughs> thoughts on me. this. Is that. Personally, I would like the person I'm with to have a lot of experience. Um, I know a lot of men think the opposite. There's like t- kind of two camps. There's like the camp of men who I, I deeply disagree mm-hmm. with, who want a virginal woman. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. That's weird and creepy. <laughs> then there's the camp of men who, who want women to have enormous amounts of experience. 
eh, you know, and then there's a few people in the middle who are just normal. But <laughs> I, I fall into that camp. <laughs> to me, as long as it's healthy and not weird and numerous, I'm happier. It also speaks to a woman's like comfort with her sexuality. The fact that, she, you it, know, she's not exactly. going to shame herself or others. It's a topic where I feel like I can have freedom. Yes. Absolutely. I don't have to worry about it. I'm dealing with someone who's also experienced. It's like starting a work project. You know, you don't want to start a big work project with someone who just got hired out of college. You want to start with someone who's been working at the company for like 10 years. Well, Hard work every day. <laughs> Clocking in early, leaving late, <laughs> weekends. James, did we answer your question? I'm not sure we did. No, I think you I think you did. And that makes sense to me. Uh, no, I think you I think the the honesty is the best policy sort of answer makes the most sense to me just because then. You know, it kind of covers all your bases, right? So if you reveal it up front, then either it weeds out somebody who would have a problem with that for whatever reason. And mm -hmm. if you reveal it up front and they don't have an issue with it, then you can hopefully just progress and it doesn't become a problem. Um, so, yeah, I think you did answer the question. Wow. What a, what a, well, you concisely summed up the yeah, entire this conversation. Guy's really on wow. top of his uh, grammar. <laughs> yeah. <and> general. <laughs> <laughs> I could sum up this this question with with an analogy. It's not an amazing one, but it's it's something that I've thought about many times in life and compared it to other aspects. But when I moved into my first apartment out of college, I lived next to an older woman. I think she's like in her 60s. And the first day I met her, uh, I introduced myself. And like, as I was going back into my apartment, she said, OK, nice to meet you, Adam. And I was just like, eh, I'm not going to bother with that. My name, you know, you know, my name's Andy. And the next time I saw her, you know, she also said Adam. And I was like, eh, I'll deal with this later. I'm just not into that. I don't want to deal with it. And then, you know, I lived there for almost 10 years. <laughs> and, and she never stopped calling me Adam. And every time she said Adam, I wouldn't turn around. She's like, Adam. And I'd be like, oh, I never, I should have just said that first day. My name's not Adam. It's Andy. It's like, yeah. oh, I'll never forget that. But then I had to deal with that for the rest of my time there. I, I see that I, I, I've used that lesson in many things in relationships. It's better to get things out of the way first so that they don't grow into problems because there's nothing you should be ashamed of in your life. You don't have to tell her something obviously shameful. We've all done things that are things you just don't tell ever again. And you probably tell yourself they didn't happen. Aside from those things, <laughs> there's nothing to unpack there. <laughs> Wait, no one else has those? I was just politely smiling at that, but keep going. Anyway, aside from those things, open book, out of the gate, it'll yeah. make you happier later. I think more often than not. But I, the only reason I mentioned the other way, the way you did it, and I swear we'll wrap, is because I think there are a lot of people out there who are not comfortable with the idea of their partner having slept with other people. There's Jealousy is very prevalent in dating, and maybe even less now than it has been in the past. But I just know from even talking to girlfriends that not everyone feels the same way about it as I do. So yeah. I, I think you didn't yeah. do anything wrong, honestly. Yeah, but as a sexually active man who clearly is, is you know, putting up some good numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I have to, you know, uh, you. you. <laughs> He's excited to have you here. Yeah, James. I've never. I'm, I'm like, yeah, this is amazing. It's I a different energy. It's, <laughs> I never get to do this. Yeah. I never get to do this. Yeah. But um, you don't want to be with someone who's jealous of people from your past. 
That's not something you want to deal with. That's going to play out in different ways over time, for sure. And that's an unhealthy thing. I don't think that's ever good. I don't think there's ever a situation where someone's jealous of people you you once slept with Mm. that are not in your life anymore, or even people that you once slept with that are in your life. I find that that the best relationships are with two people who were able to deal with and handle past relationships without jealousy. Mm-hmm. My opinion. I Very agree. important. I agree. I'm only, I only have these caveats for the people who I yeah. know are not like that. Yeah. Only second to not being annoying. <laughs> <laughs> James, any, any other thoughts or questions or closing statements before we set you free? Uh, I don't think so. No, thank you both. This was, this was fantastic. Thanks, Thanks for James. coming on. Uh, that was fun wow what a different vibe with a guy i mean it's just it's so foreign (laughs) like i don't know i don't know how to do that i feel like you were kind of like a kid in a candy store yeah yeah. you were sort of like i didn't know there were so many things i didn't know how to do it yeah i realized i just don't know you're not I, used I to don't it. know how to do that. Well, because you were sort of torn between talking to him like a guy friend right. and also being like, well, you're calling into a podcast. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's like I'm trying to ha- it's it's like I'm trying to have guy talk. And like every woman that I've ever known is just like 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 eavesdropping. They're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, is that me? Am I the woman eavesdropping? No, everybody. Every woman oh, I've that's ever true. known. You mean our listeners are eavesdropping? Yeah, like I have like 20, th- how many thousands of women are just like, oh, what are you guys talking about? Oh, that's actually, that's a great point. And is this your way of saying then that guys speak differently to each other than they do with women around? Do women not speak differently <laughs> with each other without guys around? That's a good comeback. Yeah, that was that was challenging. More challenging than you expected, I think. Yeah, that was challenging. And it wasn't like I was going to have some disgusting guy talk with him. I just was trying to find the balance between speaking to him like guys would speak to each other. Yeah. And knowing that I have a lot of people behind me watching who might not be used to that kind of talk. Yeah. Well, the thing, too, about this particular topic is that opinions are strong yeah. And they run the gamut. Yeah. So there will be people who think his numbers astronomical and other people who are like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Like that, she was upset about that. You know, it really runs the gamut. And so it's hard to really answer this in a way that I think will be pleasing to everyone, because I can see some people judging him just as his ex-girlfriend did. At, and just as I can see many women seeing it the way I do, which is to say a healthy, young, like sexually active male, like who's figuring out what he wants and who he likes, like go for it, live your life. Uh, It bothers me to think that just as it would, I always love to do this thing where we reverse the genders. Can you imagine if the genders were reversed and they agreed at the onset of their relationship to not share this number, we don't care, we're not going to be jealous, this isn't, this doesn't matter. We're going to just explore this together. And then Three years in, he was pressing her for her number, did not reveal his own number, and then took her number and turned it around on her and said, I see you differently now. That is, I mean, how is that not? Isn't that slut shaming? She fully slut shamed. Slut shaming. Yes. Yeah, he was slut shamed. Yes. And he's not even that big a slut. (laughs) (laughs) Not even that big a. I don't understand why people can't just live and let live. They had an agreement 
at the onset of their relationship that she backpedaled on. A deal's a deal. A deal's a deal. And if you are going to then rewrite that contract, which, of course, you're both entitled to do, in which case they should both share their numbers. I agree. Anyway, (laughs) I find it interesting that she never shared hers. He held up his end of the deal. He never asked. You know, I kept talking about option A and B, option A and B. They did it right. But the more I think about it, the more I think you're just right. I know there are so many people that just don't want to know. And I, it's hard for me to relate to that because I just like to know all the information. For me, it just gives all the dimensions, all the colors that I can possibly know about you. And if I don't like that, then I, it's better for everyone to know that sooner than later. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, that was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. I was just, ooh, ooh. I didn't know what to, I was <laughs> little, so frazzled. <laughs> a little out of sorts during that. Got to, got to get you. Yeah, I got to break in. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time, and that's that hasn't happened before. You mean a man? This never happens. <laughs> we've never had a male caller. Yeah, we've answered male questions in Q and A's, but we have never had a caller on. I, I, I need more practice. <laughs> If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that's to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. And that gets men on to talk about relationships. Man. Okay, but I mean, if we get one more, then it's men. This is exciting. This is the beginning of a new chapter. By the end of 2022, we will have men on the podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.